So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that will be ruined by an over-reliance on aerodynamics. I'm overheating. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that isn't feeling very well. Hey, when I could do it, I'm going to do the race for you. Fuck this. I'm really pissed off with all this. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that you can hear, but we can't hear you. Okay, Lewis, we've got nothing from you. It's so good to have you back. Now I can moan again like a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast hosted by presenters wearing flip-flops on their head. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that two years after we started is still talking about McLaren's woes and whether Kimmy should quit. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, dear followers. And many more. I'm Chica Ayres, and today, from producer Matt's house in northwest London, we're going to talk about the 2017 Hungarian Grand Prix, where we saw Paul de Resta, we saw Ferrari, we saw Verstappen being a dick, and the question of ball sucking in modern society. And then we saw Hamilton being nice, but then regretting it. Now that is all to come. Joining me is a man who actually is with us this week. It's Phil Troman. Hello. Phil. I'm not at the end of a phone or in a hotel in Scandinavia. Your voice sounds all clear and nice. What have you been up to, Phil? Well, Chica, uh, as you know, I'm a a full-time motoring journalist and my life is is all glamour. And uh, these last couple of weeks, I've uh, driven a couple of rather tasty cars. Driven a Renault Clio. Ooh. And a Kia Venga. Was the Renault Clio the Palmer edition? I'll, I'll describe it and you can tell me if it's like Jolly and Palmer. Should Terry buy one? Fundamentally, 
No, Terry shouldn't buy one because he can't drive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fundamentally... Doesn't mean I can't buy cars. <laughs> Why would you want to buy cars that you can't drive? For the retail value, for the re- reselling. <laughs> oh, yeah, buying new cars is a great way to make money. <laughs> buying new cars and selling them on. They lose, like, thousands when you take them out of the full Lose? Court. Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> the Renault Clio is fundamentally a good car, but it is beset by really annoying little bits about it. It's got like a keyless entry system where instead of like blipping manually blipping the the locks to get in and out, you just keep the key card in your pocket and you just press a, ha- a button on the handle and it should detect that you're there with the key and open. Just sometimes doesn't work. It's like oh. either work or don't work. And alongside him is a man who went to Sheffield for a couple of hours. It's Terry Saunders. So on Friday, my lovely wife Claire uh, said we're doing something on Friday night, and I was like, okay, sure. And she said it's going to be a bit of a drive. She ends up driving us to Sheffield to see, yeah, to see a gig of a band that we used to love ten years ago that just reformed. Oh. And we did, they did Who the gig. They? They're called Monkey Swans of the Universe. <sighs> Lovely band. They're not. No, no one's heard them. I don't, I don't want to pull the kip, the hipster card, but you wouldn't have heard of them. <laughs> and went to the gig and then drove back same night. That is a long How way. How long does it take to drive to Sheffield? It's about three or four hours. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah. mean, by British standards, American listeners will go, oh, it's just around the corner. But my favourite bit was, I went to the, this, it was in Sheffield City Hall, and I went to the bar, and they sold San Miguel. And I went, can I have a pint of San Miguel, please? And the bar lady was so northern, it was lovely. She went, oh, do you know? She said, oh, some people, some people say San Miguel, and some say San Miguel. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I said, I just tried to say San Miguel because it's quicker. And she laughed like it was the funniest thing anyone had ever said in, in their lives. And then when I went to get another pint after, I asked for San Miguel, and she was just like, oh, you! <laughs> you have, you cons- have you considered well like a career in, in comedy? I think I was going to move to Sheffield and be like the, the, the city's... <laughs> Sheffield's yeah. resident comic. Hi, everyone. It's that guy from London. He says... San Miguel. Oh, hey. Let's go on, say it. Could it be your it. stage name. Garlic bread. <laughs> Now let's turn to you, our loyal and casual subscribers, and head, as always, to Listener's Corner, which this week is entirely from our Facebook page. And why is that, Phil? Because there wasn't anything on Twitter I thought worth putting on there. Where's Paul Stops wants to talk about our new favourite driver. Suck my balls, honey. Can I just say, this is why I love Formula One, because unlike other sports, in Formula One... They can bring the person in, suck both balls and get them back out again in under two seconds. It's astonishing. Uh, so anyone who didn't see this, I'm not quite sure. I only saw it on social media. I don't know where it was broadcast. Terry, you It was on know. the Norwegian TV coverage. Uh, oh. yes. And what the best thing about this is, is that on the Sky coverage, they kept saying, this has just happened, but it's too rude for us to say. So you're going to have to watch it on Twitter. And on the, like, the BBC coverage, they were like, we can't repeat this. So can I just say, on Formula One's sake, we can happily repeat, suck my balls. It was. It was, on, it was on Autosport, it un, entirely uncensored. Good old Autosport. They just transcribed it and wrote Filth. it in the articles. So basically... Like John um, F. Kennedy. Read my lips. Suck my <laughs> balls, honey. <laughs> we don't suck them because it's easy. <laughs> we Okay. So Magnussen is given an interview to Norwegian telly. Uh, in the in the pen after after the race, and Hulkenberg comes over and he's annoyed that uh, Magnussen had forced him off the track, for which Magnussen actually got a penalty. And Hulkenberg says something along, uh, offers him his hand sarcastically and says, "Well, it's the award once again for the most unsporting driver." And Magnussen, completely unfazed, just turns to him and goes, "Suck my balls, honey," and carries on with the interview. It was um, has it made us reappraise Kevin Magnussen as a personality? I've been worried about him all weekend because he's got quite a beard going on. I think he's a bit of a rebel. Have you seen his tattoos as well? He's got serious tattoos going on. But the beard with the balaclava and the helmet, 
He's going to be really pissed off by the end of the race. Hence, be soggy. Oh, so you think, okay. I think he's just in a mood. He should just moisturise or shave. And Is I'm a shoot man. We always complain that they're, they're way, too, way too media trained and stuff like this never mm. happens. Is there an argument that when that's the sort of the norm, that when something this hap- like this happens, it's much more exciting? Yeah, but then the problem is everyone talks about it like it's a shocking thing and then they're all going to get told, don't do it again, and then it's not going to happen. I hope it was not. Probably, it was probably rehearsed anyway. Well, Gunter Steiner has come out and said, no, he was right, I'm happy with it, it's fine. They... Uh, rehearsed it because they were like people are starting to think that we, you know, we're too media savvy. Let's make it look like we're a bit crazy. Oh, you even, think this is even set up? that is set up? Yes. Yeah, every interview Kevin Magnussen did this weekend, he said suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Was it in the written press releases that they sent out to the press? <laughs> right. So Stephen Teal doesn't like the Hungaroring. Less a race, more a parade. Really, this circuit has no business being on the F1 calendar. It's completely unsuitable for modern F1 cars. However, John Sears thinks the cars are to blame. Either the drivers are losing the ability to go wheel to wheel or the car design won't allow it. What do you think? It's the cars. It's both. No, it's the cars. I like Hungaroring. It usually creates pretty good racing. They get within a second each further and they can't get any closer. This has been a problem for Formula 1 for like 20 bloody years. Yeah. Stupid. It's still a problem. Do all the aerodynamics under the floor. Get rid of the stuff on the top. Make that more simple. It means cars can follow each other better. Done. So you think it's a racetrack? It's always a bit of a dull race, the Hungara oh, race. It's been really good. Yeah, but, you know, that's just using your facts <laughs> against opinion, me. man. <laughs> just sort the downforce out. The more reliance there is, especially at the front, on the cars, the more we'll get stuff like that where they just can't race each other. Edson Unatida says, It's a sad, sad season for Kimmy fans. I'm not, so fuck it. What a pussy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is now officially number two driver at Ferrari. There's mm-hmm. no arson about with it. Because there's a bit, there's a long history in Formula One of number two drivers who have to kowtow to their lead driver. Especially at Ferrari. But none of those ones have been a Formula One world champion. Yeah. And also the last Ferrari Formula One world champion. He it does seem to be like... It though, didn't he? It's a bit of a tarnishing of your legacy, isn't it? Do you know what, though? If he stopped moaning over radio and just started driving... I think he'd do a lot better. I reckon he spent about mm, 20 minutes solid of that race. Well, moaning. so does Fettel, in fairness. I mean, the pair of them are wine central. <laughs> They're wine country. He wasn't ever going to be able to overtake Vettel without him letting him through because it's a terrible circuit, stroke car design. He was moaning about it, which is weird because it's like he's moaning as if going, I'm not a number two driver. Let me pass. Let me pass. We're not going to let you pass. All right, sir, as you were. Don't worry. Whatever you said, sir. Thank you. Bye. Well, he got a bit passive aggressive. At one point, he was just like, oh, is this what we're going to do? We're just going to do it like this because, uh, you know, that's. Just like, does anyone want to tidy up this weekend <laughs> <laughs> Billy MacArthur blessed us with this anecdote about his brush with stardom I went to the 2013 Belgian Grand Prix where Jolian Palmer was taking part in GP2 on Saturday afternoon I ended up sitting behind a bunch of guys who went to school with him they were pricks. Comment of the decade. <laughs> I've been mainly doing the Twitter for us this weekend, and I've been really laying into Palmer to a point that I was starting to feel just a tad guilty. Whoa, just, hang just, on. Not what actually guilty. You told me off last week for feeling guilty. I know. And it just, you know, it's just that kind of feeling of going, we're really laying into this guy. Is that, you know, is it unfair? Then I saw an interview with him, then I read this comment, and I'm like, yes, totally fair. <laughs> what a bellend. In other news, there'll be no Sauber Honda for 2018. The deal that was on is off again. Manisha Kaltenborn was behind the move, and once she left, it appeared that all the powers that be at Sauber weren't so keen after all. The new Sauber team principal, Fred Vasser, said, The decision has been made for strategic reasons, and with the best intent and the future of Sauber F1 team in mind. Make of that what you will. Well, what do we make of that? Well, Freddie Vaseline, I think that 
I think it's a bad move. Why? They're going to get the new Ferrari engines. They're not going to have the old... Like, what they've got this year is last year's Ferrari engines, which is rubbish. Mm-hmm. But next year, they're going to have up-to-date Ferrari engines. Oh, is that confirmed? Not confirmed, but heavily rumoured. Okay. <laughs> hinted at. So probably Charles Leclerc as well, then. Maybe. And probably Leclerc. Now, Leclerc um. is my new favourite driver. Whilst you two are, like, wetting yourself over Max Verstappen, <laughs> I'm actually looking at the junior leagues and finding <laughs> a fantastic driver that you guys haven't heard of. Neither of you, <laughs> Phil. Shut up. <laughs> And I watched the Formula 2 race this week, and he was superb. How old is he? He's like seven. He's he's, he's like, you know, young. He's not that young. He doesn't look young, doesn't he? But Sauber. Anyway, so... It's Honda. Sauber are going to now get this kind of Ferrari doobie what team, but they're always going to be a Ferrari B team, or maybe a Ferrari C team, because what about Haas? They're the Ferrari B team. This is all going to get very messy, whereas Honda, they would have had a shit next year because Honda will still be shit. Mm. But I think Honda long term would have been a better option. Well, haven't we been saying that for like two years? It's been how long have Honda been in? Two years? Three years? Give them time, Phil. They've got worse. <laughs> Give them more time. <laughs> Give them more time. Give them a decade and then see if you still feel the same. I mean, it does seem like this is basically just a. I mean, I wonder if this is why Calton Borgen got the boot. That the new, the new, what were they called? Longbow. Longbow. At, um, yeah. Longbow. Sauber were like Honda fired. And then sort of backed out very carefully of the Honda deal. Yeah, they probably she probably signed a deal for like last year's Honda engines. <laughs> they got loads of them. They got bloody loads. <laughs> Absolute bargain. <laughs> and finally, Phil, tell us what's going on with Ilmer engines. Well, who remembers Ilmore? Terry, Not remember me. Ilmore? Yep. Didn't he do a song called Thrift Store? Thrift Shop. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Ilmore was Mario Ilian, uh, a bit of an engine guru who used to make engines for Formula 1 teams and he wants to do it again he is looking for a partner to bring a new engine back into 2021 where there are going to be new types of engines probably probably a twin turbo V6 with Kurs uh, and he wants to uh, give his expertise to uh, to someone to bring in more than just the current four manufacturers that we have at the moment does anyone want it? no news at the moment but um, but Mario as, uh, as I'm calling him is basically saying look it doesn't have to be you know, your big engine, manuf- you, you, you know, your big uh, car manufacturers. Um, he mentioned the fact that Red Bull have got a tag engine. So he said it doesn't need to be a car manufacturer. It could be anybody. So well, we could like, do it. We could do it. Anyone yeah, want we, advice? I quite like the idea of a Sauber FF1S. Yep. I mean, Aston Martin are already sponsoring Red Bull. So they, they've been rumoured to be involved. And apparently Cosworth are looking at coming back into Formula One. This is very exciting news Ooh. for the future. There's a lot of old school names I'd like to see come back. Hart. Hart. Quite nice. Um, Honda. That'd be nice if they would come back in, wouldn't it? <laughs> Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at For F1's Sake or find us on Facebook where we're For F1's Sake or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. So now it's time to return to the Hungarian Grand Prix and let's go through the teams. We will start with the winners, Ferrari. Now, Vettel had a steering problem and Raikkonen whined from start to finish. Despite that, it was an almost perfect weekend for the Ferraris. Now, why wouldn't they let Raikkonen through when he was begging to get past Vettel? Unfortunately, as much as I hate to admit this, they did the exact right thing. Did it seem like the right thing at the time? No, it seemed like terribly boring team orders and it was was all going to go to hell. But actually, Vettel won the race and Raikkonen came second. Do you want to explain the dilemma that... that Ferrari found themselves in? Well, Vettel, as I'm now calling him, not Vettel, Vettel, he 
had something wrong with his steering because they'd put on a hydraulic box wrong, or they'd done something wrong, basically. You know, <laughs> steering wheel was wonky. <laughs> it was no, they put something. They, they just put, you know, it's like they cross threaded the the steering wheel screws. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was a spline issue, yeah. It was a spline issue, yes, Phil. And, um, <laughs> yeah, the hydraulics were all screwed. So, basically, his car was steering to the left, which I think happens with old cars sometimes. And know. Indy cars. Yeah, well, Indy cars, they're designed to. But I think if you take, like, a maybe a Ford Cosworth for a uh, test drive and you go, oh, this is a bit old. It's kind of pulling to the left a bit on the motorway. I've heard people say that before. Mm. So, basically, that's what's happening. So, when he was going straight, it was bending to the left and he had to steer funny. And then... Ferrari didn't know what was wrong, so they were just like, all right, can you stay off the curbs and can you try not to steer that much? <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of romantic victories when, like, Schumacher wants... Didn't he finish a race, like, stuck in fifth gear? Which Something is like just that, yeah. crazy impressive. You're just like, well. yeah, how can you do that? And this one going, oh, what a what a drive that will go down to the centuries. He had to, like, not steer very much and avoid the curbs. He had to turn right on the straight. <laughs> oh, God, what a hero. Let's, let's make a film about it, him. It meant that he was going very slow and Raikkonen caught right up with him yeah but so you think so oh, why I, why didn't they let him pass well a he couldn't get past because as soon as you get near another car as we've discussed your car just has a wobbly and <laughs> this track isn't very good secondly Raikkonen is a number two driver yeah so if Raikkonen would have if they let Raikkonen pass which you would have thought would be the obvious thing because then they'd be protecting his lead he'd have gone off and he'd have got more points and Vettel would have got less points and Vettel might well have got caught Pretty by tall. Bottas and Hamilton as yeah. well they effectively just put Raikkonen as sort of, stay there and hold them off. Yeah, and that's terrible for racing, terrible for spectacle, but end result, Vettel wins. It did work. Ferrari get a one too. Now, I heard someone saying that Raikkonen successfully held Hamilton off Vettel. Did that actually happen? Well, this is the argument. Like, if, if he'd have gone past and Raikkonen sailed off into the distance, Vettel surely wouldn't have been able to keep Hamilton behind him. Oh. So, with Raikkonen there, sort of, Getting in the way. Being like a moat. <laughs> yes, very much like that. I've never heard him called a moat before, but I like it. Can we call him the moat from Absolutely. now on? The moat man. Kimmy Moatinen. <laughs> oh, that's ice, a ready driver. The ice moat. Yeah. I mean, overall, though, I mean, it might not have been the most exciting thing, and it was showing obvious favouritism to Vettel, but I mean, I suppose he's ahead in the championship. Mm. wanted to protect his lead as much as possible. He's now got a much bigger lead. Ferrari got a 1 2 for the first time in God knows how long. And also, Since they're rumouring. 2013. Oh, there you go. They're rumouring that Raikkonen's going to be signed for next year, believe it what? or not. What? Really? What? They're saying at the Italian Grand Prix, they're going to announce it's going to be the two of them staying for next year. Why? And part of this is Raikkonen's subservience in this race has got the prancing Ugh. horse hard. <laughs> God, I'm going to have to change the badge. <laughs> yeah, that emblem. <laughs> the shield now goes off a long way to the left. <laughs> That's, I had not heard that rumour. Mm. That is... I mean, weren't we saying last year that we'd be absolutely staggered if they signed Raikkonen for this year? Well, we were saying that on our first episode, we talk about how is <laughs> Raikkonen still got a drive. Saying it. Uh, he's going to be there forever, isn't he? He's yeah. going to turn into Felipe Massa, except he won't be sick. He'll just always be there. And have a, a Apart from maybe retirement. he'll do a bit of, maybe he'll go into NASCAR again, but I don't know. Okay, let's talk about Mercedes. People say that Hamilton was showing signs of gallantry towards his teammate by stepping aside so that Bottas could have his moment. To be honest, I don't think Hamilton could be fucked last weekend. He said the reason that he didn't do well in qualifying was it wasn't straightforward. Now, in the race, he potted around the circuit, only really overtaking Bottas when he had to basically get out of the car and wave him past. What did you think of Hamilton's attitude last weekend in Hungary? It was a funny one, wasn't it? 
Well, it's just it's just moody Hamilton. It's he just, was a bit uh, moody to start with. Grumpy, I mean, I heard I heard two I read two quotes of his at the start of the race at the start of the weekend. Even he was all like, "Hungary's a track. It's done very well for me. I love Budapest. It's a beautiful city, and Normal you know platitudes. I've had a lot of success here. This kind of stuff." And then like after the race, he's like, "Well, it's a bit of a crap track. Is it? <laughs> it's a crap track for overtaking. A crap city. Yeah, this city is shit. It's a shit place for twats. Rivers rubbish." <laughs> It, it, it was interesting watching him during qualifying when it was obvi- and and in practice when it obvious was the, the Ferraris were obviously quicker, which is and he confusing. was kind of like a bit uh, yeah well I mean like yeah the well, last race we, we were saying oh Mercedes have taken a huge step Ferrari are worried well blah, the, blah, 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 blah. the suggestion was perhaps that they we they're slightly longer wheelbase cars that I think the Mercedes and they maybe don't quite cope so much with tight and twisty thing but whatever the reason oh well it's good job they hadn't gone oh is there any tight and twisty tracks on yeah. the calendar oh this Hungarian Grand Prix really surprised I us mean, yeah. when the, the, the corners were the same as they've been for the last 30 years <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> but Hamilton was a bit moody until then and he was a bit moody, even at the start of the race he was just like oh guys I'm not sure the, oh, the tyres aren't going to last oh, oh. And oh then, god yeah and I then there was one point I think it was after his stop and suddenly there was pace and he was quick and suddenly they came on the radio when it was working and was just like right guys no i I'll, i can do it now get, let me let, let, let him let him get let me get past him i'll have a go i'll get it back why, if i can't do it but I'm, like, I'm on it i'm on it i'm on it we can't hear you mate <laughs> too little too late mate all right sorry the radio's broken again <laughs> we can't hear you <laughs> I mean, okay. we've said it before, isn't he? He's a sensitive soul, and when he's mm. down, he's down. But when he's when he's got the bit between his teeth, he's like, "Yeah, let me at him." He's like Scrappy Doo. So then they made Bottas move over, and Hamilton just dropped him by. I mean, like within two laps, he was like four or five seconds up the road. Yeah. But you can't overtake here, exactly. So then he got stuck behind Raikkonen, and, and then and he it, did the honourable thing and gave the place back, like he said he would, which I wasn't expecting. I genuinely didn't think he would, but it's for the sake of three points. And that we may well revisit this at the end of the season if he loses by more than three points, uh, by less than three points. But it's good PR for him, for Brand Hamilton. He's the he's the gentleman that gives yeah, the place back. He needs points. Yeah, he needs points. And Brand Hamilton would do a lot better but if he wins. Even if he does, and is it? Yeah, it's just because he was a dick and give, didn't give the place back to Bottas. I, th- I think overall it's a good move. We'll see. Okay, Red Bull. Now today's game is list who hates Max Verstappen in Formula One. Terry and Phil, I will be taking scores here. Go. Oh. Ricardo hates Max Verstappen. One. I hate Max Verstappen. Two. You're, you're on right. my list. Um, is, is Terry in Formula One now? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm in the media. Does Christian Horner hate Max Verstappen? Helmut Marco must hate him after that. Yeah. Uh, um, Vettel? Vettel, yes. Yeah. After the Mexican Grand Prix. Yeah. This is no Renault or no. <laughs> <laughs> Renault or no. Yes or Renault. Yes or Renault. That will be that coming back more This is why Chica runs the games and you don't. What about Raikkonen? Yeah. Last year's Hungarian Grand Prix. Oh, okay. Yep. That's a point for me. Kvyat hates him. Well, Kvyat really hates Because he took his job. Oh, oh God, shit, yes. yeah. yeah. That means God damn. Terry's won no, by no. one point. Yeah. Thanks okay. again to the driver of the year who I am <laughs> refusing to back down on, even though all signs point <laughs> to yes. So other than the misunderstanding in turn two, I thought the Red Bull could look like they could be up there with the front runners for the first time really would you agree two problems well two things there right. one the hungarian grand prix is always a circuit that you don't need a good engine at which is why red bull oh. and mclaren both targeted this race to do well at yes interesting plus red bull brought a load of improvements upgrades whatever mm-hmm. so actually red bull were putting all of their money on this race do these upgrades mean that they could do a lot better now maybe I think they'll still at that track. 
I think in the future it's races, the race they'll the still time. be the third best team, but now they're going to be closer to the okay. other two. More tight and twisties, third. they should be better. I thought Singapore, they're probably quite good. Yep. Mm. But yeah. yeah. But So they had a lot of ambition riding it coming into this weekend, which Max Verstappen, in his stupid teenage way, shat all over. He might as well now, call it the shatty, because that's the new move from... <laughs> Ricardo does the shoey, Verstappen does the shatty. <laughs> and he fucked it up. He now, totally and utterly... <sighs> Fucked it up. We've Come had on. our differences about Verstappen. You you love to hate him, and we think Sometimes he's pretty good. Sometimes you love good. him, though. I mean, don't pretend you're always. He's a been good driver, him. but he's not that good. He is that good. Unfortunately, <laughs> in this race, I entirely agree with you. It was entirely his fault, and he fucked the race for Red Bull, for himself, and for obviously for Ricardo. Yeah, because so, at one point, because he had a 10 second penalty, and then was it at the end? Which he fucked was like, him. And then he was flying at the end. And he was like 11 seconds off the lead or something. Or off yeah, the, he was. He, so yeah, he'd what have been there. Happened? Yeah. Ricardo was looking good as well. I mean, there's no excuse. He, he went into that corner, misjudged when he needed to break, and just pinged into him, which is, yeah, it's, it's unforgivable, really. It's the first time I think I've seen him angry, Ricardo. Ricardo? Yeah. He was. The, the smile wavered, didn't mm. it? Yeah. But apparently they have uh, they have sorted it out and apologised. Because apparently they do get on quite well generally. Well, to so. be fair, Verstappen was very apologetic and humble after the race. Yeah. And he I wasn't do expecting a that. He didn't yeah. say suck my balls. He didn't say suck his balls. Because <laughs> they haven't dropped yet, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? What is this thing? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, every driver fucks up at some point, And this was undoubtedly a fuck up by Verstappen. But... He admitted it. Everyone and he did as well again. as he could. Yeah, and he, he did as well as he could under the circumstances himself. You know, I fucked it up. He didn't let it get on top of him in the race. You know, didn't dwell on it and smashed out a good result under the circumstances, I think. Williams. Massa had a sick day and was replaced by the reserve driver, Paul de Ressa, who oh, usually... Oh, Come on, then. Sorry. Angry Paul de Resta is back. If you all remember, Paul de Resta, when he was a four-seater driver, was a moody <laughs> fucking wanker. Was he this weekend? No. No. But that's because he hasn't been in an F1 race since the Brazilian Grand Prix in 2013. And not only that, de Resta's been filling in for Martin Brundle for Sky. So it's like Williams ringing Terry and saying, pack up your mic and put down your pint. You're driving for us in Hungary. Which, frankly, I think I'd have done a better job. What did you think of his performance? He looked fucking terrified. That was the best <laughs> thing about it. There was a bit like before qualify where they had a shot of him in the in the car, and he looked like he was properly <laughs> shitting That's himself. Him. Yeah, but you know what? A bloody eight Paul arrester. Yeah, he was just the he was, he was boring and then and then whiny, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd be like, "Why have you fucked this up? Why haven't you done this? Why haven't you done that? Why haven't you done that?" And they were like, "You're fired," and now he hasn't had a drive <laughs> since. He's working for Sky. Boring us all shitless with his droney Scottish voice. Going, well, I think okay, the blue blue. And um, <laughs> no, if any of you Scottish, no, all right, any Scottish fans listening, right? I am not having a go at Scotland. I'm a fan of Jackie Stewart. I even like David Coulthard. But Paul De Resta, you can fucking have him. <laughs> but he did. He did quite well. Yeah, he stayed he was, last. He didn't crash. No, I mean, no, I mean, well, he was faster than Sauber, though. He was. Let's say Williams was shit this weekend. Yeah, Stroll. He was only 0.7 of a second behind Stroll, which in a car he'd never driven before. Yeah, and wasn't expecting. He came to the track expecting just to, you know, play with Sky's big iPad and then have a few drinks with the <laughs> with the boys, and ended up in the race. And I thought, under the circumstances, he did he did rather well. He didn't bin it. Yeah, he, he, I was going to say he brought it home, but the car failed. But I mean, the Williams was shonky as hell mm. this weekend, and that's another issue that they once again have just had a very, very disappointing weekend. Will we see him again in an F1 car? Probably not. Nope. Okay. Never. Sauber. 
Oh God. When you're in the last two places for the whole race and the people ahead of your team include a man two points off a race ban, a part-time TV presenter on a jolly and Jocelyn Palmer, you know things aren't looking good. Do we have any reason for Sauber's shocking performance? Lack of money. Shitty management at the Shitty moment. Shitty management. Crap engine. Terrible engine. But one you have shit, just one shit driver. You have just reminded me of the bit we didn't talk about with the Portoresa stuff, which is Kimi Raikkonen's amazing comment when he was trying to lap him, <laughs> and he's just like, "Who's that guy that just gets sticking back to TV presenting in a fucking wanker?" That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was good. It was yeah, it was another classic Kimi. Yeah, Sauber, bit shit. Are they going to get any better? Nope. nope. Okay, Force India. Perez's good start, but bad pit, and Ocon's bad start and some cheeky contact with Perez meant that Hungary was a not great but solid weekend for the Force Indias. Through extreme research and maths, I've worked out that Force India have had nine double points finishes from 11 races. Not really, I read it off a website. But it's been a really good first half of the season for the team. How do you see F1 2017 Part 2 looking like for Force India? They will continue to do well. They will probably crash into each other a couple more times. And Any better really than they're doing? Out. No, I think Red no. Bull are going to properly overtake yeah, them. Yeah. And okay. They haven't got the budget to keep up, but they've, they'll continue to do quite well. I think both the drivers are pretty good. I mean, if we bear in mind that at the start of the year we did like a predictions podcast and I confidently predicted that they would be shit this year, <laughs> I think we have to give them credit for well proving me like wrong. like the kiss of life. Yeah. <laughs> also, you never admit defeat, so this is good. Well done. Thank you. Haas. Haas. Really bad weekend for Haas. Grosjean had some intimate contact with Hulkenberg, followed by a slow puncture. Then a wheel nut not put on properly. And his mate Magnussen also battled with Hulkenberg and got a five-second grid penalty for it. Suck my balls. (laughs) This is one of the worst races, but can you summarise this Haas' season so far in five words? Who? That's one. They're just shit. They came in last year, really impressive, and then went a bit shit. And this year, they've just been shit. They had like one good result. I've just, I've just realised. I've just realised it's been a season, and I still keep thinking it's their first season. Exactly. No. In which That's case, terrible. you're like, no, no, it's still pretty good. And then yeah. I realised, no, hang on, it's a season and a half. Yeah. And they don't seem to have got any better. And now that Ferrari... they came in at a very high level. Yeah. And then they've kind of fallen back and kind of wavered around there. And now Ferrari is sticking their balls into Sauber. There is no way that. Haas are gonna get any honey get any honey <laughs> any sweet Ferrari <laughs> jizz ball honey <laughs> sorry too far what <laughs> too soon Renault? Renault Renault oh god I don't really remember what much of what Renault got up to other than Hulkenberg pissed a few people off and Palmer did better than we thought he would Hulkenberg and- crashed into Grosjean oh yes Palmer, did Palmer finish lower than he normally does Palmer had the best weekend Yet. So, last race, he moaned a bit because Hulkenberg, they got, they got, we talked about this last podcast, they had a new floor on the car. Oh, yes. And Hulkenberg had the floor, yes. And then this week, they gave Palmer the floor. (laughs) And in the first practice session, he crashed the car and fucked the floor. (laughs) So then, he had another practice session where they had to put the old floor on and he fucked the car and crashed it into a wall. And then, like, went, oh, you know, it's going all right, thanks. And then... (laughs) He did the race, and he got, you know, at one point he was up in seventh, and I was just like, oh, fuck. Then he, then he pitted for the only time, but they ended up back in 12. And he ended up like, yeah, a place down than he normally is. So, to commemorate his last race, I think. Is it, is it his last? I mean, no but one's saying it confirmed? is. But we have, at the time of recording, we haven't had the Hungary test yet, so we, we don't know how Kubica has got on. I mean, the Cyril, Cyril Atipul. 
Abitabool, Abitabool has said um, that his seat is safe for the rest of the year. Which clearly means that, well, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't said if it's, he hasn't mentioned the whole car. Yeah, he hasn't mentioned that jo- Jolien will be in the seat. Yeah, like they'll the keep it safe, safe oh, at yeah. the back of the garage after replacing it in the car with Robert Kubitzis. We put it in a frame as the worst <laughs> driver ever. But it'll be, you know, temperature controlled. Because I've been thinking about, like, I mean, as a child... Jocelyn Palmer must have dreamt of being a Formula One driver. It's probably like a young Terry Saunders. Yeah, exactly. I might have dreamt of being a Formula One driver. And then you just think, I was watch, I watched the Senna film again the other week. And I thought, you know, the Senna film is a brilliant film all about an amazing man. And just think, what if they made a similar film called Palmer? And there'd just be all these clips of him going, oops. <laughs> well, if you don't go for the crash, you're not a racing driver. And... Oh, I'm a bit. If you shit, don't try and make an excuse. Yeah, if you don't but try. I will be a champion. I will be, Daddy. Please, Daddy, love me. I would have been a champion if it wasn't for the team. Have you noticed that Will Palmer, his brother, who's also a racing driver, has been at the pit, has been in the the races quite a lot lately? Which I think is is their ruthless dad, Jonathan, going. Justin, is he just diverting? we're done with you? <laughs> diverting all the funds. Yeah, you are finished. You are dead to me now, son. <laughs> will, who has eleven in his name, so he can always finish eleventh, and it will work. <laughs> Will, you are an anointed one. Go off and be shit. <laughs> this is going to be like a weird prodigal son kind of... <laughs> going to kill a fatted calf. Oh. Toro Rosso. Science did really well. He was up there with the big dogs while a McLaren having a good day. Kvyat's race was less inspiring after his three-place grid penalty and the fact that he couldn't overtake Magnussen. Why was Sainz so good? I did not notice him for the whole race. No, he was he not well. He did well. I mean, he finished. I was seventh. getting a bit bored and sort of checking. Yeah, him. I mean, he he did well, and Kvyat didn't. But you know, Kvyat's under a lot of pressure. Kvyat's <laughs> under a lot of pressure not to get booted out of F1 yeah. at the moment, or at least get a race suspension because he's two points for, off. He's two very close off. to a race suspension if he yeah. gets you know, two more penalty points. He's yeah. been a bad boy, but still, you know, driver of the year 2016. Definitely, which and I didn't it, vote for. Right, let it go, right? God, you're like I'll a Ramona. You're like a Kvyatter. I know, I lost. Get over it. Yeah, get over it. We're we're losing. We're leaving the Red Bull. McLaren, the coolest person at the Hungarian Grand Prix was Fernando Alonso. He drove really well, got points in a cool, understated way, had a birthday, and owned his signature deck chair at the end of the race. How did McLaren suddenly become cool and good? Well, let's not go too far. Well, McLaren have always been cool. There's one thing. And good, like I said earlier, this track is always going to be their best chance. And a lot of other people fell out of the way for them. But I have to question this massive fucking mural of the deck chair. It was great. It was good. But wasn't it fucking weird? Like, just, can we just quit? I mean, obviously, this is new Formula One. This isn't Bernie, this kind of stuff. We're used to seeing Bernie go, Bernie doesn't drink or drive because he's fucking rich. Um, and I'm not against it. Like, Martin Brendel kind of came out against it a bit in a tweet saying that's why Alonso pissing around under the podium is why a lot of teams won't employ him. Which I don't think. What, pissing, I didn't see him piss around. Well, when mean? they were doing the podium, he went and sat in a deck chair on top of his mural, and everyone was taking pictures of him and not the That's podium. Great. Holding What's a little that? sign that said "Happy Holidays." Yeah, oh, so it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, everyone. Most people do. Most people disagree with Brandon at this point, including Jensen Button, who came back on another savage tweet because he's got a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> and um, so I'm not against the whole thing because I think it was funny. But we must just have a moment here to think they've taken a meme from last year. 
they've commissioned someone to do a mural of it. Not and not just like a mural on a wall, but like on the floor of Park Ferme, where all the cars <laughs> yeah, after the race true. park. It's fucking it's not weird. Like it's in the fan village. Or yeah, anything. it's yeah, just yeah. weird. No, it's very weird. I I kind of like it for that. I like it's so rare that you're surprised in F1. Yeah, yeah, totally. And since Liberty have come in. Even though I might not necessarily, especially with the fullness of time and high night hindsight, agree with everything they're doing, I'm surprised quite a lot. And I'm yeah. like, oh, cool. Yeah, totally. So I'm, I'm absolutely down with it. But it reminded me, because at, at one point I thought they were going to say, this is the first double points finish in five years at McLaren. And of course, they got loads of double points last year, because they were doing all right. And I kind of, you kind of forget yeah. that, that last got year, even shit to, right. yeah, they were all right. And then it went, it's okay, we've copied the Mercedes engine, we're fine. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Because yeah. it came out in the last couple of weeks, like all these excuses from Honda just kind of going, oh, well, what's happening is we've got these dynos and we run the, the engines on the dynos and they're fine. And we put them in the car and it's not fine. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Like no other engines ever gone through that. You go, oh, it turns out it's really hard. Turns out if an engine is moving. <laughs> yeah, we didn't realise. We've only been making engines for 60 years. <laughs> All of which takes us to The Standings with Terry Saunders. This week, The Standings are brought to you by Kevin Magnusson. <laughs> and in first place in the championship is Suck My Finger, Sebastian Vettel with 202 <laughs> points. In second place, uh, guys, the radio isn't working. I think you said Suck My Balls. <laughs> Third place, Suck That Place Back, says Bottas. <laughs> Fourth place, Suck My Shoe. Fifth place, I'm not fucking sucking anything, says Raikkonen. Sixth place, suck me sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds bad. Verstappen is too young for that. Uh, suck my tyres, says Perez, nothing room. Uh, eighth place, Ocon, look, the car is already pink. That's enough. <laughs> Ninth, who do I have to suck to get into a Red Bull, says Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Tenth place, I couldn't possibly suck your balls. I'm full, said Nico Hulkenberg. It should have been his response. Eleventh, I did suck his balls and I got sick. That's Massa this weekend. That explains why he couldn't drive. Twelfth, my dad pays enough money to mean I don't have to suck anything, says Stroll. <laughs> Not really getting the joke there. Thirteenth place, suck my balls, says Kevin Magnuson. Fourteenth, suck my brakes, says Grosjean. Fifteenth, suck my meme, says Alonso. Sixteenth, suck me, or I can suck you if you want. That's uh, oh, sorry, that's a private message between me and Verline. Sorry. Seventeenth, uh, suck my torpedo, says Kavir. And in eighteenth place, he's back. It's Stuffle Ruffle, Suckle Ruffle, Ruffle Suck, Suck my Ruffle, Suckle Ruffle. Right, and the constructors, uh, I thought that no one ever has made the joke that hungry is the same word as when you're hungry. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, I thought, what would all the teams be if they were food? Mm-hmm. <laughs> were you not in the writer's room for the Now Show at one point? Phil, I want to correct you slightly there. I was in the writer's room, but none of my material ever got used in the show. <laughs> so, make of that what wow. you will. So, in first place is the Mercedes team, and they'd, they'd be a posh meal served under one of those silver bowl things, you know, what they're called, the flushes, right? Second place would be spaghetti, obviously, but the second course is always a bit late. <laughs> Third place is, uh, they'd be a late-night Dutch falafel served in a shoe. <laughs> Which team is that, eh? Uh, curry, but the chicken is pink, is in fourth. Ooh. <laughs> Which is Williams in fifth with a dodgy kebab. That's why he feels a bit sick. Ooh. Oh, I've not written anything for sixth. Oh, that's like almost like the now show coming back to me. Um, okay, seventh place. A limp burger that looks nothing like the picture. That's Haas. Eighth place. It's a shitty service station sandwich. But oops, one half of it fell on the floor. That's Renault. Ninth place. Vegetarian sushi. I mean, what's the point? 
<laughs> and tenth place, Sauber, one of those really small Toblerones. It's like, oh. oh, it's like a Toblerone, but the new shit. ones as well with the different profile. Oh, with chocolate. the big gap. Oh. Yeah, like a big gap, and where you could stick a whole Ferrari engine in. <laughs> Now then, this is normally the time when we do the uh, the FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, but it's it's been a bit samey at the top for the last few weeks, so I thought this week we'll skip it, we'll save it after the summer break no, and see how things are going there. No! What? Phil, for the first time this season, I've done it! What have you done? I've, d- I've sat down and I've put my teams in and do you mean my your, cars or whatever. Do you mean your boyfriend has done it? No, he gave me, he showed me how to do it, but I did it myself. <laughs> And you also, Phil, I've done very well this week. I'm related. I what, am uh, on no, the top think, of the second page. I don't no. think. I don't th- I think. I'm 26. It will be more exciting if we if we come back to it after the summer break when we're all refreshed mm. and we can see. And unless you've got in the top five, Chica. I don't know. I haven't checked. <laughs> <laughs> Which means we move effortlessly onto the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. Hello. Goodbye. So, the halo is here. It looks about as natural on an F1 car as a young CGI Jackie Stewart. Okay, no, I won't have a drink because it looks like my face is about to fall off and it all leaks through my chin, eh? <laughs> That's Northern Irish. <laughs> anyway, it looks like the bar they lower over you before going on a roller coaster, which I think they should have at least have a decency now to have a minimum height requirement for Formula <laughs> 1 drivers. No, Paul Dressa, you can't get in. The thing that worries me most about the Halo isn't so much the fucking ugliness of it, but it does look like a thong draped over a driver's face. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it really is ugly. I mean, why do you think everyone in Formula 1 started throwing up in the last few weeks? Everyone looks at the Halo, like, Martin Brundle's gone, I don't feel well. Mass has gone, oh, fuck, I feel sick too. Um, Maybe it's a dirty thong. Oh, yeah, just Flavio Briatore's sweaty, <laughs> skid-marked thong draped over Alonso's face but it's been said that the teams can add their own aero to it to make it less conspicuous now this week I was reading an article about Robert Kubica and I accidentally saw a picture of a 2008 Formula 1 car and I nearly threw up myself because they were horrible disgust they looked like proper Formula 1 cars that had come out in a rash they just had all these little bits sticking out of it and I know this after the Hungarian Grand Prix which is the race that aerodynamics ruined Cars following each other like it was the M25 on a Friday afternoon. Imagine a football match where the commentators and players keep saying, well, the thing is, it's quite hard on this pitch as you can't actually kick a ball. <laughs> so can you imagine having more downforce on the halo? What a terrible, stupid idea. But don't worry, I have a solution. A new scientific breakthrough I'm calling Upforce. <laughs> Each car gets measured by the FIA for the amount of downforce the front wing creates and then mandates that the halo has to have the opposite amount of lift added to it which means that it will cancel out all the lift from the front wing onto the halo. And then they'll then they'll end up going, well, there's no point having a complicated front wing, so we'll go back to a proper front wing like they used to have in the 80s, like with Dunkirk and all that. For every 100-foot mural of Alonso in a chair, I just like a chance for a normal front wing that doesn't ruin the rest of the car and everything forever. I watched Formula 2 this weekend and a bunch of old 80s races on a documentary. It was great. I'm not being nostalgic. It was just better in the old days. Except at Hungry. Shit track. <laughs> But I think it's a good idea. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. Although well, I do, up I, with that. it. <laughs> hey. I do worry that with more aerodynamic devices, even for lift, lift. What's that? Up force. Thank you. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> which I, I think I will call lift from now on. I do worry that it'll just it'll just be more fucking weird protuberances. At this race, they had the the the, the wobbly coat hangers on the back were going all over the shop. And just imagine on the Halo when they've all got a little spike. It'll be like when you go past uh, McDonald's and they've got mobile phone aerials sticking out the top of it. I still wouldn't be surprised if they don't come in next year. <gasps> it wouldn't be the first time that everyone's gone, we're doing this! And then everyone goes, really, it looks a bit shit. And they'll go, okay, we won't do it! <laughs> so that is it from us. It is goodbye to Terry Saunders. I just want to talk about Charles Leclerc. Oh. He is amazing. Start of the Formula 2 race... He overtook like it was a PlayStation race. He just kind of went past like five cars because he had to qualify at the back. Then after the safety car, he overtook like four cars. He is amazing. In and two I'm... weeks, Terry, you will hate him. No, yeah, no. You are a fickle man. I am not. I am. I am. You're right. You're totally right. I take that back. And it is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We have not had time to talk about our Facebook analytics. Now buckle down because this is going to get sexy. On our Facebook page, it tells you the divide in gender of our fans. And I've got to be honest, bit of a wang fest. Scum! Scum? Scum. Scummy scummy penises. Scummy wangs. Yeah, Um, we are a sausage party. It is Um, a little bit. And I, I think we need to, uh, we need to try and do something to, uh, to remedy this because I don't want the, uh, I don't want it to just be the cliche that it's only sort of sad old white men. Yeah. And Chica that listen, that watch F1. sad old white man. Underneath. So, uh, if you could all oh, hello. tell your friends, as you were sitting on someone's lap, if you could all tell your female friends about, I mean, I'm going to say F1, but let's be honest about this podcast. Maybe no, if we don't just your want female more, friends, your mums, more listeners. We want equality. We want to yeah. break down this patriarchal society. What we want is we want to get. If, so, if you know a woman, yeah. which you know, if you're listening to this, <laughs> it's to not Facebook, a given. Yeah, yeah. Not a- <laughs> but if you if you know a woman. This is the, I mean, this episode is the perfect one because we spent yeah, a lot of it saying suck my balls. <laughs> so this is a good episode to get that equality. Yeah. yeah, We'll be back in about a month's time. We haven't actually talked about this. Oh yeah, summer break. a whole month off, summer break. Yeah, well. We've got a whole month to find we've got women. Po- well, don't forget, we've got podcast testing next week. In the meantime, though, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. <laughs> Buy some merch. If you buy it now, it will arrive for you to wear while you're listening to the next podcast. Yes. Because that's not weird. (laughs) Buy one for your woman as well. Buy one. Yeah, there's lady-specific clothes. You can buy mini-skirts. You can get mini-skirts because that's not that's not weird. (laughs) So if you want that, then it's uh, www.ff1s.com forward slash suck my balls. Why not? (laughs) Let's have it. Go on. I've been G. Crares. Goodbye. Goodbye. Podcast Network. So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, on Monday, it's the anniversary of the table knife being invented. On Tuesday, we explain how the tradition of the two-minute silence originated in Cape Town. On Wednesday, we recall the day King George III proved he was assassin-proof. On Thursday, let's all eat cake. It's Marie Antoinette's wedding. And on Friday, we discover how Buffalo Bill helped invent the Wild West. We discuss this and more on Today in History with the Retrospectors. Ten minutes each weekday, wherever you get your podcasts.